0: reply guys please don't fuck your reply guys just listen to reply guys hello and welcome back to reply guys
1: the leftist feminist comedy podcast for the rest of us
0: i'm kate willett
1: and i'm julia claire
0: oh man really hard week this week i know a lot of our listeners as well as us are feeling pretty depressed
1: Uh, for those of you who are not following the following the international news, there was an uh, election in the United Kingdom and the conservative party got like 30 year historic majorities. The numbers were not looking good for labor, which is the um, the opposition party. Um, You know, the the three main parties are conservative labor, Lib Dem, And, uh, yeah, they, it was still, even with the, the predicted numbers, it was still like pretty shocking to everyone how large the conservative majorities were. Um, so now Boris Johnson has a mandate to push through Brexit. He didn't have one before.
0: Like a really hard Brexit.
1: the way in my understanding the way that uk parliamentary politics work is that a lot of these because it's a multi-party system they vote in coalition with one another and the coalition kept voting against moving forward with brexit and i love jeremy corbyn i think he is like uh, i love what he stands for i think he's hot i know he's hot he's a hot daddy
0: (laughs) mmf sanders
1: corbyn sanders corbyn um (laughs) yeah he's a no he is there was a very hot video of him sitting in front of in front of a fireplace reading mean tweets about himself i love um, to see it <laughs> and but essentially his gamble was calling for this second referendum in the first place and then kind of campaigning in such a way that tried to split the difference um between labor voters who were vote leave and vote remain which was like a a definite fracture in the party.
0: Yeah. It was going to give, it was going to give people like a a choice, right? Yeah.
1: Because it was, but basically Jeremy Corbyn campaigned almost not even mentioning Brexit. He campaigned on like restoring the NHS and anti-austerity politics. And he, you know, basically thought that people would see that labor was going to give them the best outcomes in, in their day-to-day lives and kind of put their preferences about Brexit to the back. And that is not what happened. Unfortunately. Um, That's why you saw like decades long labor stronghold districts flip to conservative Boris Johnson and his conservative party campaigned exclusively on Brexit.
0: Yeah. I mean, and there was, you know, there was a lot of misinformation about brexit going around during the original vote people were like the tories were campaigning that like you know they couldn't fund the nhs properly because of immigrants and it was like an extremely xenophobic campaign um and yeah it was just very very trumpy you know Mm -hmm. and i think because some labor voters were in favor of brexit not always for the racist reasons there's like there there are lefty reasons i think that some people supported Brexit that are kind of akin to the reasons that leftists in the U S oppose trade deals like NAFTA. But, you know, unfortunately like they, they, they didn't make the case like, you know, like one way or the other strongly.
1: The original Brexit vote essentially was, um, you know, seen, it, it was a pretty shocking result at the time as well. It was kind of seen as a foregone conclusion that no one would vote to leave the EU Um, But it's been going on. That vote was back in 2016. So it's been going on and there's still there's still no deal on Brexit. So the UK is kind of in this weird limbo and neither Kate nor I um, are experts on this. Yes, we really are not at all. Um, I the day of of this election, I was listening to um, this radio station leading Britain's conversation and there were a lot of like very, a lot of people called in from all over the country and like lifelong labor voters voted conservative. And it is really shocking and sad. And I do think that like, I don't think that Jeremy Corbyn was uniquely unpopular or anything. Certainly the, there was a lot of, bad faith press about him calling him like a terrorist An and, anti-Semite. and anti-Semite. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of issues that went into this and, the american punditry about the takeaways that we should have have has been pretty bad yeah it's been really gross
0: basically because corbin was pretty left people were actually he was very left he was like much to the left of sanders um people were saying that uh you know this is proof that um americans need to run uh, a centrist somebody had a really funny tweet they're like Yes. Americans need to run a centrist. I suggest Hillary Clinton and Tim Kaine. Yeah, (laughs) that was such a good one. But yeah. John
1: Kerry, Al Gore. Um,
0: Yeah. I don't think that it's, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a comparable situation. So that's a really stupid takeaway.
1: It really, it really is. And it's, and also I will say that like, you know, again, Sanders and Corbin are not the same. Sanders does not have a lot of Corbin's baggage rightly or wrongly. I mean, the way that they were talking about Corbyn was very much harkening back to... It was giving me, like, Hillary Clinton flashbacks. It was just like... I was like, I can't believe... Maybe, like, the, I can't believe that they are talking about a man like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Tories were... Like, but they weren't running on austerity, but they, like, I I, I think Boris Johnson actually was saying that he wanted to put more money into the NHS, but that's completely dishonest. He's a complete fucking liar. They want the actual Tory agenda is to privatize it and basically turn their beautiful healthcare system into what we have here, which is terrible and disgusting. And we're trying to change it every day, you know, but like, I think people in the same way that you'll see people vote against their own interests here, I think a lot of people did that with the Tories and that is I think that is a good takeaway. Well,
1: there. Boris very much ran on on Brexit. He yeah. was his whole slogan was get Brexit done. And that was like very succinct and for some people that was compelling. And I think that there is Um, and you know, I'm not the first person to say this, like an amount of Brexit fatigue over there, it's been dragging on for years and people are just, people are tired of being in this weird limbo. And I think this was some people who voted against their own interests, just throwing their hands up and saying, get it done already. What are, what are we doing? Do Um, you
0: think this is going to be, I feel, I feel like uh, American centrist candidates are going to try to use this as a talking point, but I don't know if it'll really work because I, I don't I think mean, people we've seen.
1: I think we've seen like a lot of pundits, a lot of pundits use, use these, uh, these talking points. But uh, again, this, the situations are really, um, even apples and oranges feels too generous.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and also, you know, like Bernie can still win. He's doing well in the polls, um, which may be even underestimating him a lot because a lot of Bernie's voters are young, don't have landlines. Um, we've seen polls be wrong a lot of times. I-, I think, I think it's possible that Bernie could be doing a lot better than most of the media seems to think right now and even you've seen some people start to acknowledge that like the pod save america guys were like burning could actually win this mm-hmm. you know
1: dan pfeiffer of all people who yeah knew? yeah uh, i mean their
0: mentions were pretty fucked up I after know. that yeah i i don't know i mean i i i think you're right i think it's really important to stay focused
1: i do i do want to talk about one thing um and that was a a review that we got and and every i'm not gonna talk about it every time we get a bad review this was our first bad review really among like almost 100 good ones and um i'm not gonna say this person's name obviously but i just want to read what they wrote and respond to it um their review said not leftist quote-unquote uh, and he said, this is just woke liberalism masquerading as some kind of leftist project. No worker or class focus. Apologetic essentialism. This isn't a serious politics that creates a solidaristic working class movement. Uh, okay, here's the thing. Um, This person just threw a bunch of like Marxism 101 vocabulary into a review and called it leftism. This is something that I see over and over again. And I think like one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this podcast is because I wanted to talk about things that are not spoken about on other prominent leftist podcasts that are hosted disproportionately by men. And I think women are constantly questioned and the there is inherent skepticism about how committed a woman can be to a cause like leftism people are very quick there's a certain bad faith actor uh like this guy who is very quick to associate women with like woke woke scolds
0: yeah i mean and we are feminists and that's the thing like i mean i i wouldn't paint us as like woke scolds if that's even i mean yeah no no that's what i'm saying no that's what i'm saying we're we're
1: not and it's like you know on the on the other end of the spectrum it's like people like on on the far right it's like people think that women uh you know are going to be too sympathetic to like abortion or lgbtq stuff or whatever and as we've seen of the woman of the republican party you don't have to worry about that yeah <laughs> i'm talking about like the people who become like political superstars oh yeah in the republican party yeah where women are like ghouls uh <laughs> and I think that this person, I well, I have an idea of who of who it was. This person, um, I think, listened to one episode and basically, I think it's mostly a response to me, um, just refusing to call Elizabeth Warren a neoliberal. Um, I'm not any less of a leftist because I just won't call Elizabeth Warren a neoliberal because you want me to. Um, I don't need to like prove my leftist bona fides to someone who I'm sure has never canvassed for a socialist cause or a socialist candidate, but it is something that really bothers me. Um, And I think that it's basically the existence of like girl boss, corporate feminism has been a way that bad faith, guys like this on the left can dismiss all talking about feminism and all discussion of misogyny as just like woke scolding. And it's not, if you're not a feminist, you're regressive. If you are not committed to the advancement of women and people of color and fighting anti-racism, you're regressive. I don't give a shit. I don't like, and nobody calls out, You're Andrew Sullivan. Yeah. Nobody calls out guys like this. Um, Like there are a lot of guys who are not... uh, Who, you know, say that they have like economic... Like pretty far left economic views. But who have regressive views about women. And sometimes people of color. And their leftism is not questioned.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think... One thing I will say though is... I mean, all my friends are... Leftists, and I, I do know a lot of people in DSA, and uh, I think most people are feminists. I mean, these systems are are interconnected. Um, the, The my favorite person that I've been reading writing about that. Lately is Martin Luther King, you know Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like uh, Obviously, like I am, look, I'm not Going to be like the white woman, like Being like, I'm bringing up Martin Luther King, you know, to make my point or something Like that, that's not what I'm trying to do, but I'm just saying Like, the idea that patriarchy and racism and capitalism are working together to keep people down like that's certainly not an idea that like our like silly reply guys podcast came up with um Um, all right we have a really great interview for you this week um with my friend johan miranda we talk about daca we talk about immigration uh bernie sanders solidarity i think you'll really enjoy it All right. Hello and welcome back to Reply Guys. This is a special interview this week because I am in Los Angeles. Normally we record at my apartment in Brooklyn, but this week I'm in L.A., Uh, for our show, and I am very excited to be sitting down with a very old friend from the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, actually, he's not that old. He's in his (laughs) late 20s, early 30s at this point. I don't know.
2: 30, right at the... (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, Johan Miranda, welcome to Reply Guys. Thanks for doing the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, So before we started, you were telling me a story (laughs) that I said we better turn this on and get this on tape <laughs> all right yeah
2: so it was like uh yeah a, a year or two ago um and you, you know i i got offered a gig by a uh uh kind of a mainstream immigrant rights org you know no, no shade towards them I, i've met a couple of them they they're very fine people <laughs> I, you know uh, and they offered me a gig to host the gala uh I was like, "Oh yeah, that sounds. I'll do that." And then, and then I was like, "Yeah, the the guest of honor is going to be Kamala Harris," and uh, and I was like, "Oh okay. uh, Let me see. Let me check my schedule." And I really wanted the gig because it paid a decent amount of money, and I was doing Postmates at the time. (laughs) Like like, you know, like it would have helped me with my rent and like. uh, And so, I thought about it. I was like. I, I don't know. I just couldn't I couldn't. Well, cuz you know, I grew up in the Bay. I remember her from the Bay area. She was locking up parents, you know. She was a she was just a
0: And will you explain briefly to our listeners what's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah uh, so she 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 one of her uh programs was if 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 you're late to school, as a kid if you're late to school a lot, if you're truant, <laughs> they just they send your parents a letter like stop like if you don't stop we're gonna lock you up <laughs> and and some some parents got locked up. <laughs> I mean <laughs> and, uh yeah, I rem uh yeah, I rem I remember I was I was late to school a lot. Or I was just cutting class and my parents got a fucking letter.
0: This is yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Kamala's policy on this one is especially concerning to the parents of young dirtbags <laughs> yeah <laughs> future comedians of the world yeah
2: was, <laughs> <laughs> let me let me sleep in um and so yeah um and also she supported uh, at that time uh, mayor gavin newsom's uh there was one of those things that happened where like a an undocumented immigrant kill someone you know that happens <laughs> And then the the whole nation gets upset, Because yeah. only citizens are supposed to murder people, um, and so, um, so some undocumented immigrant murders someone, and, and so he passed the whole like a, a thing that what ended up happening is any any young undocumented immigrant that got sent to juvie would automatically be, like be sent to ICE uh that's so and like up. i forget how, how been, like a good a good amount of young young uh, guts and kamala supported it so it's like all around just bad people gavin gavin newsom besides the fact that he you know um <laughs> cheated on his best best friend's uh, wife you know which i don't even look that i just think that's more funny than it <laughs> but all around these are just bad pe- california democrats are just for the most part Terrible.
0: Yeah, it was interesting to see because Kamala and Gavin Newsom were two figures that were mm-hmm. reviled in the Bay Area. Yeah, no, I think they're... during their time there, and it has been very interesting and illuminating to see the way that they failed up. Just like it, yeah, after I, I moved out of California before Gavin Newsom became governor, but it was like we fucking hated this no, guy. No, no.
2: <laughs> and the way they both used immigration to sort of clean up their image. Like I saw Gavin Newsom tweet something about like he visited the border and visited like i took a photo with a migrant child and was like oh the, we'll never celebrate we'll never separate these children from their parents like but you you did do that <laughs> you, you you enacted a policy that did exactly that in san francisco and well Kamala, and the reason she got offered this uh guest of honor position at the gala is because she at the time uh you know was a big public champion of quote-unquote dreamers people like me at that recipients often tweeting about it. and so they were um So, yeah, I turned it down, um, which I kind of regret now, you know, because it's like, had I known it was going to be such a disaster of a campaign, I would have taken the money yeah, and like (laughs) took a couple weeks off Postmates, you know. But yeah, I turned it down and um, I think her her campaign ever recovered from my snubbing.
0: Well, I mean, (laughs) yeah, the good news is you sabotaged it and did it for the good of us all. So thank you. That's real integrity. Uh Um, So... I imagine that most of our listeners are familiar with DACA, but in case anyone isn't, could you give a little overview of what that is?
2: It's it's a very it's it's funny because I've had it since 2012. It's a very benign policy where it's it just says if you uh, uh, if you came under the age of 16, um, you are eligible, regardless of like you are eligible for. Um, Work permit, driver's license, and uh, social security, which basically allows you to work. Doesn't even give you like a protected permanent status. I have to, re- I have to renew it every two years. I have to renew it like next, like this month. I'm gonna renew it. Four hundred ninety five bucks.
0: That's a lot of money. It's
2: extortion. Is, yeah. <laughs> the U.S. government is like the mafioso and Godfather 2 just shaking up. Like I'm just paying the government four hundred ninety five dollars every two years, so they don't ruin my life. Um, but that's, the, that's it's just a temporary thing. It's just like a temporary. Uh, and um it wasn't an issue at all um and i think i remember 2012 2016 i, I would tell people about it and no one knew what the fuck it was because and, and then when i would explain to them they'd be like oh yeah of course it wasn't it wasn't even like it was a no-brainer and then trump made it an issue in his campaign and i don't think he fully understood what it even was either um because he promised his campaign promise was to repeal it the first day in office and uh he, he didn't end up doing it because he I think once he realized what what the ram, ramifications would be, then he was like, "Oh well, this is." <laughs> so now we're now we're in this mess. Now where it's going to get decided by the Supreme Court in the spring.
0: DACA is actually an Obama executive, executive order, for, yeah, right? And yeah. so before that, you were not able to drive or legally work.
2: No, no, I, I was uh, out here taking buses and <laughs> uh, yeah, just kind of lost. I had no direction in life. I mean, I was. I, I mean, I was doing comedy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no direction. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's partly why I started doing stand-up comedy because I was like, well, what do I have to lose? You know, nothing.
0: Uh, it's very important for uh, DACA recipients to be protected Is otherwise this could end with many more comedians. Yeah. and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: Open mics just yeah. barren. <laughs> it's
0: just, <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's so just, many more people talking just, about just, their dicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so anyway, I... Uh, yeah i i was i was thinking about this and i was just really thinking about how stressful it is that whether or not you are even allowed to drive or have a job mm-hmm. of any kind is like up in the air mm-hmm. right now do you just get used to it
2: i do i i i i i have it's plateaued uh because it's been like three years now like I, I mean i remember the election day when i mean i <laughs> you remember me election day yeah no we I, hung I out was, together
0: on the night trump got elected we were <laughs> yeah, like oh fuck. i was like
2: in a catatonic state i couldn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah and because i thought he was going to repeat uh, he promised to repeal on the first day so i thought i had like three months to like figure something out so that i mean those were terrible three months for like i was i didn't get any sleep i was like uh just trying to figure out how to survive and then when it didn't happen i was like all right well what's gonna happen like it's kind of it's been in this limbo for these past couple of years. Where now I'm just like, well, just fucking. I'm like that, uh, you know that <laughs> that movies. Uh, what I think it's Scream, where I know what you did last summer, where she's yelling at it, like, just come and get me. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's me right now. I'm like, just fucking get, me. like, just fucking end me already. This, this <laughs> like, it's just, uh, it's just, it, it's it's impossible to be that scared for that long. Eventually, you're just, you're. I think even your body is like, all right, fucking, do it or not. I'm, I'm gonna fucking keep living
0: yeah i can definitely understand that i mean so the current status of daca is that it is his move through the courts and
2: so, so some uh lower courts like um filed, filed against the repeal and so it's going up to the to, to the supreme court now um which there's the supreme court is scheduled to, to hear it in the spring um and yeah from what from from what i've read a lot of legal experts are saying it's most likely going to get repealed so um it's which i imagine and that's gonna trump's gonna try to use it deck as a bargaining chip to get his wall or whatever immigration uh, laws he wants to get passed so that's yeah
0: the wall <laughs> that that's is it's an amazingly <clears throat> stupid mm-hmm. thing
2: right it's uh it, 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 it will do nothing but it's a i mean it's in a way it's it's the only it's 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 l- literally for his campaign like yeah. he, he just can't win again if he doesn't to, build like, a wall <laughs> yeah yeah it's like he he just can't he can't win again if he doesn't build a wall and like he just used that term too much he can't just pivot to like <laughs> incremental wall
0: <laughs> well i mean he has he's yeah, yeah i mean he has he's like well we have some yeah offense fence now which is <laughs> really
2: the same
0: <laughs> there's a wall Yeah, we in have some a sturdy areas. fence yeah.
2: with a uh, yeah
0: so i was wondering if we could talk a little bit about the way that this discussion around zaka is playing out both with republicans and with Democrats, including right. Nancy Pelosi, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Republicans are just—I mean, it's, to them, it's just the easy, you know, s- scaremongering tactic. It's—it's uh, it's, it's not much. It's not much analysis there. This <laughs> is what they've done for yeah. decades. <laughs> yeah. These to these they fucking roots of a base. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they are pieces of shit, but yeah. like, what kind? <laughs> yeah.
2: So there's not much there. It's just—it's it's just whoever believes it is really dumb. Um, uh, as far as Democrats, they. Yeah, they've they've used they've used uh, DAC recipients as a, uh, you know, well, I mean, I, I think a good example of it is when the immigration activist was um, confronting Joe Biden about Obama's deportations. Yeah, and if if he's willing to admit that that was a mistake, and Joe Biden straight up told him like, "Go vote for Trump," like, and that's sort of that. I mean, that was mask off. I actually appreciated it. Like, I, I thought that was like that's actually what Democrats have been telling immigrants this whole time is basically get on board or go fuck yourself like you're just a good either be a good pawn or we have no use for you
0: yeah although that joe biden like didn't even make sense by his own logic that really should (laughs) have like it's like how (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's it's, it's hard to kind of see that that statement through yeah you're concerned about immigrants so vote for trump
2: yeah it's it's very like four-year-old tra- tantrum <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> well someone's not getting invited to my birthday party
2: <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah
0: so nancy pelosi has also been confronted by protesters yeah. as well yeah. i think because by docker recipients yeah by
2: by cija uh it's a uh, shout out to them california immigrant youth alliance uh they're here, based in California, they were more radical uh, immigrant group because that that is the that is the that is the thing is like, you know, she had what, what I thought was funny about it is you know she people should look this up on YouTube. It's, it's a great clip. It's, it's Nancy Pelosi is holding a prince a press conference of Dreamers, right, quote unquote, which is a I I mean that's a, another t- but yeah, Dreamers is such a bad term or just outdated. So she has her Dreamers and then she gets interrupted. By like, you know, <laughs> talking youth, you, uh, Dreamers, they, who are like, you know, like, they're, they're like, fuck your message, this is what we want, and stop, I think they were saying, like, all 11 million, like, don't just, don't focus on the binary of the good immigrants and bad immigrants, like, we're here for everyone, and so, Nancy Pelosi was, like, uh, livid, <laughs> she was like, well, I brought Dreamers to, like, speak, you know, and it's like, well, I mean, just because you don't get to decide who gets, like, who like is representative of the undocumented youth. Like that's, that's, I, I loved it. I, I thought that, and actually they got so much hate, even from, from aggressives, even from like I saw online, they got universal hate for, I remember seeing like a lot of comments of like, oh, they're, 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 they're burning the bridge. They're, they're, they're just destroying allies. You know, like the, the concept of allyship is just, yeah. Uh, especially in terms of immigrants. Yeah. Like they were, they, it, yeah, I remember they gave, they gave in so much flack, but shout out to them. CJ. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a great group.
0: So they were, they were basically wanted to bring attention to the idea that DACA recipients should not be used uh, mm-hmm. to deport other people. Yeah,
2: yeah, It's a fairly. <laughs> it's
0: a, it seems like a fairly reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah You would think. Yeah,
2: you would think that's like a, but it's uh, because Democrats were at the time going. They were negotiating with Trump in terms of the wall. They were like, uh, "We'll save the Dreamers and we'll give you the wall or whatever bullshit." And it's like, no, and on our behalf. And we're and the group of us is saying, like, no, we don't want that. And and that's going to happen again when DACA does get repealed in May. You know, Trump is going to try to bar, uh, make another deal, and they, there should be absolutely no deal. That's I think that's the stance every immigration uh, rights group should take: N- no deal.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding um I mean kind of widespread misunderstanding liberals, progressives mm-hmm. like of um what the of what the Democratic Party's history has been on mm-hmm. this issue, you know, mm-hmm. like I'll see a lot of liberals post on Twitter like we need to vote for the Democratic nominee no matter what, because mm-hmm. there are kids in cages, and we have to get mm-hmm. the kids out of cages. And yeah. I think like anybody, any yeah. rational person would agree sure. that like the Republicans are way worse on this issue. But mm-hmm. it seems to me like most people give Democrats more credit than they deserve. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Because a lot of a lot of especially Democrat uh, sort of um, their viewpoint comes from a place of sympathy. Like why don't you? F- either it's either like oh. Uh, you know, these people are cleaning our toilets or it's like, you know, it's a very real disconnect where it's like it just it just comes pure purely from sympathy. Like just like, oh, they feel bad for them. And where it's like, the, well, first of all, that's not a, even effective as a strategy. No, no Republican has been <laughs> uh, no conservative has been like, oh, actually, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a very it's a very condescending point of view. And it's also just um, it, 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 it's it doesn't speak to. And, I, you know, um like the reality because you know it if if oftentimes what what you know anti-immigrant um people say is like oh well you know um we we there's only so many jobs or whatever it it, it lowers the wages and and a lot of li- the liberal response is often like well actually immigrants are good for society or they contribute or it ended up they end up uh, the economy ends up getting better because of, it. and what, even if that's like what the problem with that is like, it doesn't speak to the truth where it's like a lot of people are just struggling. And so it's like, um, it, it, what, what it needs to just transform into is just the place of solidarity where it's just like, look, you have more in common with these immigrants. Like, and if you guys just fought together to raise the wages, you'd be much better. And that's a much more effective argument than it's like, ah, oh, these fucking poor immigrants. Like, you know, like feel bad for them. Like, like all these sob stories are just, and that's, that's, that's a bummer. Cause I know when DACA gets repealed, I'm going to get hit up for a bunch of sob stories. Like people just, you know, <laughs> trying to market my trauma. It's like, no, that's not really, I'm just trying to get, I'm, I'm making minimum wage. Yeah. Like, even if I get DACA, I'm still like struggling. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still like, <laughs> like, I'm like, it's just like, I'm, I'm still like having to buy liquor at bonds you know, like I, 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 I it's, yeah, it it, it it has to the the way the way we think about immigration as has to completely change. Otherwise, we're gonna get stuck on the on these same stupid arguments. Like,
0: one thing I have uh, really loved in your comedy is I feel the way that you've made fun of some of the liberal narratives about immigrants has been really funny. Like, you know, just this idea that like you know Dreamers are. Mm-hmm all they want is to make it uh-huh. and these people are so hardworking and you've had a bunch of stand up you're like actually yeah. i am sort of a dirtbag yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. and i don't want to change you know? yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah i'm a comedian yeah, yeah.
2: yeah um yeah it's 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 the the dreamer narrative is harmful because it, 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 it's it's it, it it'll it, it's well first of all it's not even relatable who like oh there's these amazing people that graduate college graduates and like who gives a shit like <laughs> it's like watching superman like who i don't relate to superman yeah. give me a fucking alcoholic hero and i'll fucking yeah might, i'll relate to that like so it's not it's not even effective it's not an effective strategy And on top of that it, it it's harmful and and it it, it 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 creates a binary of like these are the good immigrants and the Let's save them. Oh, the, the ones who aren't dreamers, like they're, well, well, you know, probably criminals or whatever. You know, they're not, they're not contributing to the economy. Like it, it's just, a, and it's just such a futile thing where it's like we're just, we're stuck, we're, we're, we, we get stuck, like, um, we spend so much energy, like, trying to figure out who the good immigrant or who the bad immigrant is. And the Dream Act has been, you know, the Dream Act has, uh, was introduced in Congress in 2001. So it's been almost 20 years now. And so, we're, and it only affects like one million, you know, I mean, believe me, I, I would love it to, for it to happen, but it's such a small, like w- with climate change and migration, like it's going to be so many more. We don't have time to be like going into like splitting into like who the, it has to be solidarity all around, including losers <laughs> like me, you know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of this interview that we did with Brianna Joy Gray. She was talking about how when uh, liberals look at someone like Bernie Sanders, they're like, you know, well, why isn't he talking like kind of in more woke language, basically? Like, mm-hmm. why isn't he like yeah. kind of calling out every yeah. individual group? And uh-huh. she's like, because people, like every everyone needs... Like health insurance, and people don't <laughs> yeah. always need you to like name <laughs> the individual group that they belong like, to to hear that something would have a positive benefit yeah, yeah. for like their it's life. A, like
2: it's a pep rally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: for <my> Asians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, but continuing on immigration for a second, um, where do. 20 20 candidates and your estimation stand on the issue of DACA or other issues related to immigration
2: Uh, what are my thoughts on their their stances on immigration yeah Uh, I mean it's uh, it's unfortunate that Warren has said we need ICE uh, but you know um, well I think it it also speaks to a problem that you know last year um, abolish ICE was a a big movement, um, and it hasn't really. It's petered out. It's, it's become the backdrop. It hasn't. Maybe in a general, it'll, but I, I think uh, you know, it, it speaks to a, a mis- like either misunderstanding or just a miscommunication of what exactly does that mean. Like, what, are we talking about a structural like rechange of what ISIS and back to the uh, INS, or do we talk like how, what exactly are we talking about? And because we because that messaging was never made clear then it's just like, well then it's easy to not be committed to it. You yeah. Know? Um so that's that's uh, you know, um unfortunate. But um I, you know I I I I went to the the Bernie rally and, you know, um I I liked his uh, I well yeah, I'm going going back to what uh what Brianna was saying, uh, his stump speech what I like about it is it's just is, it is just solidarity. It's not about like it's just like if you're with if if you're um <clears throat> help you're you're about like help someone that's not like you, and yeah. if we just do that, yeah. we'll be fine you know um so yeah i I think his messaging is probably the best um I am curious to see you know he has committed to Medicare for all for all immigrants, including undocumented immigrants uh it'd be interesting to see if he makes it to the general how he's gonna handle the backlash to that um Which you know, hopefully he sticks to his guns, which I'm sure he will. But yeah, it's be interesting how how exactly he handles that. Yeah.
0: When Bernie said that thing in his rally, he asked everybody, are you willing to fight for someone you don't know? Yeah. yeah. For a second, I thought he said, are you willing to fight someone you don't know? And I thought, (laughs) this is going to be a bad day on (laughs) Twitter.
2: (laughs) Bernie's like,
0: damn. Uh, (laughs) This is going to be a a hard day (laughs) online.
2: (laughs) Are you ready to harass women online? (laughs) Yes,
0: Bernie. (laughs) <laughs> anything for you king <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> what what would you say the like the landscape politically is like uh in california just for just from being around just it doesn't feel like california is for bernie i know the yang gang is very popular yeah, here the yang gang.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i i you know i think i think he has he has this uh he has a solid base i mean i went to the Bernie rally it was, a, it was a good amount of people um so yeah i think i think there is uh um a, a lot of support for him here and i think you know i i, I saw a recent poll numbers that he's like pretty he has a good chance of winning here which i was surprised because i you know california is kind of conserv- like surprisingly conservative for um uh, for what it's known for um so yeah i think he has a good shot here i think he's um, I think people are excited about him. I've I've talked to people. He's like, Yeah. Um yeah, I think um, I think here it'll probably just be Bernie and Warren, maybe some Biden heads and some Biden bros. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have there been any cool progressive candidates in LA that you've been excited about?
2: Uh th- there was um I mean, yeah, there's been a couple like uh more just like this like school board elections or just like stuff like local stuff that um, um but I think what uh last year there was a you know a big push to get prop 10 passed um unfortunately it did not pass um because i mean i think the, what was prop Ten? it was a, a rent control or the ability for cities to implement rent control and um it didn't pass um which is unfortunate i think here in california both la and, and the bay it's housing is the a big issue uh and it's only it's getting worse and worse and so it's i mean i'm I have a rent control apartment, and my my rent still goes up like $33 a year, which is like, <laughs> I got two more years. <laughs> no, three more. I, I, it's, it's, it, it, I think that's the, uh, at least as far as California, that's the thing that I think people should organize around is um, housing. It's, it affects everyone. I mean, if you want to talk about intersectional, <laughs> like there's not going to. Well, that's the thing that gets me about San Francisco. It's like it, it's a sanctuary city, which I'm mean, I'm grateful for, but it's like. Well, yeah, what undocumented everyone can afford to I live in San Francisco? <laughs> it's really lip service at that point. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so it's like housing is a very basic fundamental thing we need to get get taken care of. And, there, you know, the local DSA chapter has been focused on that and has been. I work at a bar downtown and I just saw them march by and. <laughs> i left my bar to join them and i was like what? what's up and they were like yeah they were doing housing justice march outside of these luxury apartments which is like i work in downtown and it's, it's it's terrible like i'm literally like walking like and there's, i see the homeless problem and then you know i'm sitting i'm walking past these luxury apartments that are like 70 empty you know
0: yeah and it's like that in san francisco it's certainly like that in new york <sighs> it's it, yeah housing is a very big issue and uh it's it's nice to see national campaigns start talking about it yeah was there something specifically that happened that pushed you more left or was it like a gradual process because i remember in 2016 you weren't like a committed socialist neither was i uh
2: in i got DACA in 2012 right and um i was just happy to be here (laughs) i was just like i was happy to be like have uh i you know be be able to work you know I was just I was just working doing comedy partying like just enjoying being in a, like a feeling like oh I can do stuff now you know save that money to move here to LA you know like just enjoying life um, and I think what sort of um, did sort of push me towards the left is how the how de, how Democrats use people like me to basically ensure a vote I mean I, I really go, going back to what uh, when Joe Biden told that Guy, vote for Trump. I think that is. I see that in so many ways, in so many examples of like, we're immigrants are just like pawns in in this game. There's no, they, they have no interest in actually giving us any actual power. It's just more like, oh, every election, like vote for the centrist or immigrants might get deported. It's like, no, that's not. It's not a sustainable solution. This we're not gonna fucking means test this way out of this. Like this, it's a big structural problem of like what what's happening. You know. Yeah, um, and so I seen seen yes, yeah, sort sort of seen, quote unquote dreamers being used as pawns by people like Kamala Harris to to clean up their campaign. Like, and it made me be like, oh fuck this. What well, what other options are there? You know, otherwise you know, yeah. So I think that I think that's what <laughs> that's what radicalized me is Democrats being shitty.
0: ICE detention centers could be shut down tomorrow. Like, there's there's nothing preventing that. Like, people in ICE detention centers are not (laughs) dangerous. (laughs) Nothing would happen. Yeah, you know. And it's just, it is pretty gross to see the way that Democrats go along with it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's it it does feel like if if, it it, the best they could argue for is like humane ICE detention. Yeah. with i don't know, like I, 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 it's not it's not the goals they set are set are, are not what I want you know so it's like there's got to be an alternative <laughs> Yeah um,
0: um Are there any particular organizations or campaigns that you're really interested in right now that people should check out
2: Um I think the, I think the local chapter of DSA that does, does good work I I, I CJA does good work um um and I know there's there. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are who are volunteering for the Bernie campaign, or just like phone banking, or whatever. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, I I I hope the guy. I, I think I if it, if he does win, that that would help tremendously. Because <laughs> uh, he, he, yeah. Um, so one, I, any of that, I just help the guy win. <laughs> I I mean, obviously he's not like the perfect candidate. But no one is, but um, I think it would make a huge difference. Yeah.
0: And how about comedy wise? Is there any place that our listeners can check out your stand-up?
2: Um, I'm on I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on, at, at Johan Comedy. Um, that's usually where I post my shows or whatever I'm up to. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and I'm just gonna uh, put it in a plug. Johan is really, really super funny. Uh, super. Tight incisive jokes, uh-huh. and you should check him out because yeah. he's really good.
2: Yeah, thanks.
0: thank you so much for coming on Reply Guys. Yo, yeah,
2: yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Reply Guys. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find us. Uh, the show is hosted by Kate Willett and me, Julia Clare. Our producer is Genevieve Garrity. Our theme song was performed by Emily Fremgen, who wrote the song with Kate Willett. Our artwork is by Adrian Lobel. If you want to find us on Twitter, we're at Kate Willett with two L's and two T's. And I'm at OJuliaTweets, O H. Julia tweets and Twitter Is where you can also find our Reply guys they are always With us Bernie take us Out
2: As I went walking That ribbon of highway I saw above Me that Endless skyway I saw below me that golden valley This land was made for you and me This land is your land your land